You're listening to Radio Boston now. The Boston Film Festival, the Boston Palestine Film Festival, is this weekend, starting tonight at the Museum of Fine Arts, the MFA. And this festival has been a local event since 2007, but this year, not surprisingly, it feels different. It is a time of war. It's a time of conflict. Since Hamas's attack on October 7th that killed 12 a uh, hundred Israelis, an Israeli military offensive in Gaza has so far killed more than 24,000 Palestinians, according to the health ministry. That's the backdrop. It's a time of violence and a time of mourning, and we want to talk about film and artistic expression during that kind of tumultuous time. We have the director of programming for the festival, Michael Maria. He's a Palestinian-American living in Boston. And Aaron Tron, who is an arts reporter, a critic, and an educator specializing in independent film. Michael, welcome. Hi, thank you. Great to have you. And Aaron, welcome to you as well. Hi. Hi. And I'm just going to address this right now. We'll have some listeners who are concerned that we are privileging a certain perspective during this time of conflict. And I want to be very straightforward it's the Palestine Film Festival. We're talking about that film festival and the films in it. That's why we're doing this, and we're mindful of the context. But that's the film festival this weekend, and that's the conversation that we're having here. So I want to dive in. Um, Michael, the film festival was postponed uh, in October. Um, you're now opening this weekend um, with a different first film, as I understand it. So first film is Alam. Uh, is that correct? Alam, yeah, that's Alam. right. Alam. Um, all right. So, and we watched the film, and I'm going to come back to that in a little bit. But what are you most excited about for the festival this weekend? So this is the same film that we were going to open with last weekend. It is weekend. the same it film. It is okay. the same. Uh, excitement is a hard word because the Palestinian community here in Boston is is in a state of trauma as we're seeing what's happening unfold in Gaza. So it's it's a really difficult time um, as we're seeing day to day, but it was really important for the festival to come back together and, and have an opportunity to um, convene as a community, come together, experience these films, and also to be uh, supportive of one another as we're going through this traumatic time, experiencing what's happening on the ground in Gaza, um, but also being able to reflect and, and experience these incredible works of cinematic art it's really incredible, well-done filmmaking, too. And we want to gather to, to see uh, these Palestinian narratives being told on their own. So that is an interesting thing to push back on that word, right? Because um, when, we, when we put together a festival, right, and we put together art that captures our imagination, that speaks to our heart, that tugs at our emotions, that is somebody else's best creation— you do want to be able to be excited about that, Michael. It typically is a huge celebration. And when we came back after COVID, for example, we had a Dapka dance, a flash mob to start out, which is a traditional Palestinian folklore dance. Um, energies are always really high. People are celebrating to be together to experience these films. And this year certainly is very different. It's somber. Um, there is not going to be joy. Well, there'll be joy in seeing one another, but there is this backdrop of a lot of pain and devastation as we're seeing really the mass atrocities happening in Gaza um, with U.S. funding. So it's extremely painful and difficult, especially knowing that there's so much apathy to change what's happening on the ground. And so we, we are convening as a community to experience the, these films, the messages that they send, um, the stories that they tell, 
and to be supportive of one another. So I'm also going to continue as we have this conversation with Michael Maria, who's the director of programming for the Palestine Film Festival, which is in its 16th year, 17th uh, 17th year here, uh, and Aaron Tron, who's a WBUR arts and culture contributor. I'm going to continue to mark. Um, Michael, there may be times when you're going to make assertions about what's happening in the conflict. Um, I'm going to focus on the art. I'm going to focus on the film festival. I'm going to focus on the context. Um, So, Aaron, I'm going to come to you now um, because art does play a particular role in times of conflict. And I know that's something that you've thought about. So talk about that. Absolutely. I mean, especially, you know, movies are a visual media, right? And medium. And and so they convey uh, conflict and um, the things that precede it, the way people are feeling during conflict and after in a way that other art forms do not. Um, we get to see what's happening on the ground, you know, depending on if it's fiction or nonfiction movies, um, in a way that we couldn't by reading a story in print or even hearing words describe it over the radio. It's really different to see an image, to see a, a physical location, a geography on the screen, especially on a big screen with other people next to you and around you. Um, that can just bring new meaning, um, shed new light on a situation, on a human experience on a history or a people that may be unfamiliar to you until then? One of the things that you talked about to our producers as we were preparing for this segment, which I find fascinating, is that there's a time capsule dimension to something like a film festival, um, which happens in a particular moment. In this case, uh, it's a Palestine film festival happening while there's a war between Israel and Hamas. Um, But of course, the films aren't being made right this minute. Talk about that interesting dimension of the the time capsule, Erin. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, movies are always um, a few steps behind, although they may in some ways foretell something like a conflict, like the one that's happening now, um, they are made, you know, years ago. And in the case of, for example, um, Palestinian films, films made in other parts of the world that aren't in the U.S., um, those often take even longer to get to the U.S. in terms of chances to see those movies. And so we're seeing, a, there's, a, there's a, just a delay in um, the way these stories are being made and told around the world and then and then when they arrive in the U.S. for U.S. audiences. So, Michael, uh, you're, you're, you're nodding a lot. So let me just give you a chance to respond to everything we just heard from Aaron, to, to build on it. Yes, absolutely. It takes years to develop these films from pre-production all the way to post and marketing for them. So um, they can't be reflective of what's happening in current times. But, uh, for example, A Gaza Weekend was going to be our closing film in October of 2023. And we made the decision to not bring that back currently because uh, A Gaza Weekend, that was a film that was 10 years in the making, but it's a Gaza-based comedy where Gaza is surprisingly the safest place in the world. Um, Clearly with the trauma that we're seeing in Gaza now, we felt it very insensitive and not the right time to be bringing this film. But it's really quite sad because it's a fantastic film major Palestinian actors that take part in it and uh, a really well-made film. 
So it's sad. I think people will need to see that in its own time when the time is right, but that's not now. We have here in studio, too, Michael Maria, who's the director of programming for the Palestine Film Festival, and Aaron Tron, who's an arts and culture contributor here for WBUR. And we're looking at the Palestine Film Festival, uh, began in 2007, happening this weekend, um, films being played at the MFA and one at the Mass Institute of Art um, after being delayed in October. Um, and uh, we're talking both about the festival itself and art in a time of war and conflict. And um, I- I'm going to be honest uh, with a piece that's sort of sitting with me right now, which is uh, walking this conversation, right, thoughtfully, carefully, and sitting honestly and humanly with your pain, Michael, um, and with um, the moment that so many people are in and the way that art does that for us and with us. Um, I try very hard never to be emotional on air, um, but um, I feel a little bit of it. Um, it, it just in the tension of always wanting to honor other people's creations, always, no matter what. And I, I, I want to name that as we're having this conversation. Just name it. Now, I want to talk about a film, right, which is the first film um, in, in the, 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 the festival. It's called Alam, uh, and it's a story about many things. But the piece that I want to bring out is um, Alam means flag. And uh, at its simplest, it's a story of Palestinian students who want to replace uh, an Israeli flag on top of their school with a Palestinian flag. Um, and one of the things that struck us about this was all the tensions around flags that we have seen in Boston, in Massachusetts, in the United States. Um, So first, um, these symbols uh, that arts can use, Michael, can create a kind of empathy and shared understanding when we can find ourselves in anyone's story. It's absolutely true. Um, The flag in particular is an incredibly made film that gets at the sensitivity of what a flag represents. Uh, There was many, many years where it was illegal to fly the Palestinian flag. It couldn't be shown uh, because of what it represents. And that's why we see the the prevalence of the watermelon as a symbol today, as as a representation of the Palestinian flag when it can't be shown directly. Um, And uh, flags can elicit strong emotions, especially in the context of what we're seeing today. And I know as I drive through uh, city towns, I see a lot of flags and banners um, outside of people's homes and properties that say, I stand with Israel. And that can elicit strong emotions. I know for me, it does. To me, I interpret that as, um, personally speaking, I stand with genocide. That's how I interpret that. I know that that can elicit feelings for other people that are very different. And these are all very personal. And they, they raise really strong emotions for people. And again, I'll mark again, I'm going to stay in the place of the art here, understanding that you're you're going to talk about what you're going to talk about. I'm going to stay in the place of the, the film and the art. And Aaron, I'm going to come back to you here. Um, one of the things that struck us on the flag piece of this is just for example, there was actually a U.S. Supreme Court case um, that involved Boston in flags that was ruled in May of 2022 um, around the city of Boston and what flags uh, it can choose to fly and not choose to fly. Um, so once again, we have a story that was made three years ago 
um, a filmmaker halfway across the world, actors we don't know telling a story uniquely intimate to them that can come all the way to Boston City Hall. And this is can be the power of anyone's art. Talk about that a little more. Um, I love that example and you connecting it to it because um, I likewise thought of that. But also in Massachusetts, there are a number of flag disputes in public schools over whether or not pride flags can be, you know, put up somewhere or Black Lives Matter flags. These conversations are incredibly relevant to people in Massachusetts and to um, people the same age as the people in this film. Um, And so absolutely, um, there's, there's a lot of relevance, despite it being a story that is told somewhere else. And I'm going to note uh, that there are members of the indigenous communities in Massachusetts who are pushing hard on the Massachusetts state flag and saying it is not appropriate and needs to be changed. So, so much there. So, Michael, make the invitation to the Palestine Film Festival this weekend to the broad listening audience. What's the invitation? Yeah, thank you. So the film festival, it's been happening for 17 years. It's an institution here in Boston, and it's a real opportunity to see incredible filmmaking. These are really powerful, well-made, high-quality films that are entertaining in their own right, but that also really help to film, uh, to inform on Palestinian perspectives. It's an opportunity for Palestinians to tell their stories directly through their own words, which is something that they dearly need. And Aaron, for people who want to become um, omnivorous consumers of art that challenges them, that shapes them, that invites them to experience other people's experiences across difference, um, what is a way to seek that out uh, at a film festival, at other exhibits? How to, how to show up as a curious art consumer and, and let it affect you? I mean, yeah, show up and and see the movies. Um, you know, any there, Boston is so has has an abundance of riches when it comes to film festivals and ones similar to the Boston Palestine Festival with niche audiences or communities coming together. Um, you can learn so much in such a short amount of time and meet people you may never have known were your neighbors in Boston um, just by attending one of these many wonderful film fests we have. Aaron Tron is an arts reporter, critic, and educator specializing in independent film and uh, the director of programming for the Boston Palestine Film Festival, Michael Maria, Michael Maria both here. Palestine Film Festival opens tonight. Uh, it closes Thursday uh, with a film at Mass Art Design in the Media Center. Thanks so much to both of you Thank for being you. with us.